Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the uh, High Five Down Low podcast. I am Demetrio Lucero. And I'm Chris Brunn. Co-hosts. Co-hosts. And um, we're here today to talk about, well, our previous guest, which I've, I'm sorry, I've forgotten his Kurt name. Kurt Krober. Kurt Krober, the great <laughs> comedian Kurt Krober, uh, suggested this list, our top five list for this week, which is the top five sketch, the top five of sketch comedy, I guess you could say. Yeah, which, sketch comedy. Sketch comedy. He made it real broad, you know, so it could be uh, shows, uh, individual comedians or individual sketches, just he told us to go wild with it. So yeah, that's our top five. And our low five this week is since uh, all right. Since it's episode thirteen, we're gonna go with uh, you know for thirteen. Some people it's lucky number thirteen, but we're gonna go with unlucky thirteen. So we're gonna go for the low five. We're gonna go for unlucky Saturday Night Live moments, moments or incidents, incidents or occurrences. Yeah, just. Stories. The unlucky S- yeah. SNL. Yeah, the unlucky, unlucky SNL. Unlucky we'll just, SNL, yeah. I'll just call it that. That's cool. I like that. So when we get to that, there's some pretty interesting little tidbits, I feel. Yeah. At least I do on my list. I'm sure you got yeah, some. Well, yeah, with the show that's been on for like over 30 years, there's... You know, 40. 40 years. Sorry. Yeah. God. This yeah. past year was like 40, 40 years. yeah, you're right. Yeah. So there you go. There's always so there's something, so something many, that's going to come up, you know. Yeah. I mean, and I actually... I chose not to... Include SNL on my top five list, um, just because I, I, yeah, I I had thought about it, and then I found some other stuff, so it's in my honorable mention. But you know, I I just wanted to hit on the well, if you have it in your list, we'll hit on when we get to it. So, uh, all right, well, without further delay, um, I guess I will start us off here. Go for it. Um, My number five. Sketch comedy is ran for five se- five seasons on uh, Comedy Central. It was a show. Key and Peel, nice. Just ended. Um, I enjoyed it, man. It was so funny. It just was one finished. of those one of those shows <laughs> that I just kind of randomly discovered, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like a word of mouth thing, actually. You know. Um, yeah, when it first started, a friend of mine was like, "You got to check out yeah. this Key and Peel on it on uh, Comedy Central." Like, and like a lot of the sketches were like viral videos. I yes. remember that. You know. Yeah, and lots of things went viral. It was great. I loved it. Um, apparently, Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele were from Mad TV. Mad TV veterans. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. I never really watched Mad TV, so they were new to me. Honestly, yeah, I was never a fan. It always felt like <laughs> kind of like poor man Saturday Night Live or yeah. something like that. Yeah, and it that, was you know? that was like a cheap. <laughs> yeah, then that was a point in my life where I actually wasn't home very often on Saturday nights. Like right. that was like, gosh, late teens, early twenties, you mm-hmm. know. Didn't the Mad really, TV era. yeah. When the it Mad was, TV when it was popular, yeah. Again. So like, I was never home to catch it. So if it was on nowadays, I might be into it, you know. Or I'd at right. least give it or a on try. Netflix or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I never watched Mad TV, but Key and Peele, man, I it's great. Um, just so many funny little mm-hmm. sketches, um, and it's 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 out there too because it's not. I mean, you know, a lot of I think a lot of like I mean, I love the Chappelle Show too, but a lot of his sketches revolved around race. And um, yeah, uh, I don't know, like, but music or something like that. Yeah, but Key and Peele, it's like it's all over the board. Yeah, just absolutely crazy premises, you know, for these things. Like, for one of my favorites, the uh, when when they're babysitting little baby uh, Forrest Whitaker. (laughs) Like, who would have thought of that? Right, who would have thought of something like that? Like, let's make sitting around a writing room thinking about things like that. Like, yeah, or um, the Gremlins Two sketch, which I think is hilarious. It's about the guy who comes in to like help write Gremlins Two. 
Yeah. And then like the, at the end of the sketch, the the guy who's heading the meeting says, none of that will be in the movie. And it, it says all of this was in the movie. And they're just naming different gremlins, which, of course, was in the movie. Yeah. So. And just and just the silliest of premises, like the the college football all-star team. It's East, just like, East Coast, East West lineup. Yeah. And all it is is just ridiculous like names. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. like the simplest idea in the world, but like one of the funniest sketches it, they've done. And right. One of the ones probably most talked about, most gone viral and referenced in our uh, pop culture these days. Um, Demarius Laquarius. <laughs> what's your number? Uh, what's your number five? <laughs> all right. Yeah. I love Key and Peele. Uh, my number five, I'm starting it off with um, something a little different. I'm going with the writing staff of the Dana Carvey show. Oh, the Dana right. Carvey show uh, ran for like set only seven episodes in, wow. in 96, 1996. Wow. But you got to listen to the list of this, who was on the staff for the writers of this show. Stephen Colbert, Stephen Carell, Robert Smigel, who is a, who's the guy who does Triumph the Insult comic dog and yeah. wrote a bunch of Adam Sandler stuff. And Louis C.K., Charlie Kaufman. Uh, Bob Odenkirk from uh, Mr. Show, yeah. uh, Robert Carlock, who would go on to co-create 30 Rock and the un- uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, John Glasser, who played Jeremy Jam on Parks and Rec and also does uh, Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter. So the, this was the staff, not, not just actors, like they acted in a couple of skits, but they were just, that was the writing staff for this show. How'd this and, last only seven episodes? And it only, la- it, was, it, was, it was scheduled to run for 10 episodes on ABC, had a primetime slot, I think on Friday nights or something. And like, you know, I hate to use the old cliche, but it was ahead of its time. It was controversial. And for whatever reason, no one watched it. No one paid attention to it. And out of that show came all these amazing comedians. Wow. That's a... Yeah. Have you watched the show? I've seen a few. And I I remember vaguely when it was was first on. YouTube, you could definitely find some stuff. Uh, Another kind of funny side note was that every show, to talk about like how, you know, consumerism every show was a, a new sponsor who had nothing to do with the show so it was the Mountain Dew Dana Carvey show or it was the you know the Doritos Dana Carvey so each episode had that but that sponsor really wasn't sponsoring the show at the time and they just did that to piss off ABC and you know oh wow. cause cause havoc and stuff so wow it's really creative and just you know known it's actually more more well known for the writing staff that they had but the... like you know, Charlie Kaufman of like all, all wow. people you know the Ben Stiller show, I never really saw that either, but that's kind of another one that was like barely lasted a right. season and right. has like a cult following. Lots of people were mm-hmm. like, you, you, you know, lots of amazing people were involved in that right. show too. Right, right. Again, Suffered a time. similar fate. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like if it if it had come on now and had been on like a, an HBO or like a Spike or something, it probably would have, or Comedy Central. Yeah. If Comedy Central had been, been around back then, it probably would have lasted for, you know, five seasons or something. So yeah, Great. that was my number five. Okay. Well, my number four is Inside Amy Schumer. <laughs> I, got, uh, I got criticized for for leaving this off of my currently <laughs> currently running man, and it's one of those. Yeah, it's what fourth, fourth, fourth season just started. Fourth season. Fourth season. Okay. Yeah, fourth season. So, um, I, I guess it debuted in two thousand thirteen. Um, another one of those. I the reason I saw this show was from watching Key and Peele, because they would have ads for it and. Uh, it looked pretty funny, so yeah. you know, with, mm-hmm. through, through watching Key and Peele, ended up watching uh, the first season on like Amazon on demand or something, and then right. the second season was airing, and watched those as it aired, and yeah, yeah. it's it's great, it's hilarious, mm-hmm. it's um, it's amazing that 
the career this show has built for Amy Schumer out of, I mean, I had never heard of her when I first saw the show. Right. And now, like, she's big time mainstream. And, and it's the result of how amazing and hilarious this show yeah, is. Yeah, well-written, um, subversive, and yeah. Yeah, everything. Controversial, everything too. I mean, they, they, they like... But, uh, but like you said, like, now they can you can handle that because you have it on a cable channel and, you know... And yeah, it's good. Absolutely. It's also good. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's just a great mix of little skits, sketches, mm-hmm. skits, they, the little um, parodies, parodies, TV show parodies, TV show parodies music yeah. video parodies, music video um, parodies yeah. in, and the little interviews that she has at the end are, is he pre- are usually right. pretty, or, on, or the on-street interviews yeah. are pretty yeah, fascinating yeah, yeah, yeah. and hilarious as well. That's right. Know? She does do that. Yeah. And it's all yeah. very candid and yeah. some of that's some of the funniest stuff, yeah. really. So. I came across that from like watching, from seeing um, her perform at um at comedy central roasts for like charlie sheen was like who's this woman who's like she's raw and just vulgar and it was like oh she's hilarious too and it's like oh she has a show now oh okay well i'll check it out yeah and yeah no so pretty great. yeah i know it's a new show my, but my list started off with two pretty new shows but i've enjoyed mm-hmm. every episode of those so i'm yeah i'm no, sticking with it they're great i'm sticking with it cool all right my number four uh and i'm gonna already start off here we go into the Saturday Night Live. I, All I, right. I, I tried to. Well, like, you can't not almost. Yeah, I, mean, I, I kept trying to like turn away from it, but I I'm kept, glad you I kept did. running into I'm it. Glad you and I was did. like, well, okay, you know, I'm just screw it. So uh, this is uh, number four. Mine is uh, Will Ferrell as Neil Diamond in a sketch, one of my favorite sketches of a parody of VH1 Storytellers um, with um, Will Ferrell as Neil Diamond. Um, and out of all of Will Ferrell's impressions, the Neil Diamond one, this only aired once. So they never redid it. They never aired another type of Neil Diamond sketch, you know, with him doing something else. Yeah. It was just one time. Um, and it was – and I feel like every line – so basically, if you don't know, VH1 Storytellers is a show where a musician goes on and they talk about the, the, the story behind their songs. Every story gets more and more, like, darker and more deviant. Um, and I'm just going to tell you an example, a quick line. Uh, where he's telling a sho- already shocked audience that he wrote the song Forever in Blue Jeans when he killed a drifter to get an erection. And so each one just came out. And this is just... And Jesus. It, and yeah, exactly. And so like everyone around him is like, oh my God, this is terrible. And the audience doesn't know whether to laugh or not. And it, you know, and it, for me, that's that's hilarious. That that's 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 just as funny to yeah. me. It's like, okay, that's funny. But the fact the audience is kind of like it's awkward silence. That made it even funnier for me. So, and I also like the fact that it was just like one and done. You know, for Saturday Night Live, that's kind of rare. Yeah, you know, like they beat the yeah uh, the Harry Carey right. character. The Harry, to yeah, death. all of Will, um, I feel like almost all of Will Ferrell's like characters became yeah. you know like yeah they're yeah you know so. But it was kind of weird is that even though that was a one-and-done sketch, a couple of years later, uh, there were these Gap commercials uh, that came out. And he, Will Ferrell was, on, was in the Gap commercial <laughs> as Neil Diamond for Forever in Blue Jeans, singing Forever in Blue Jeans and saying, you know, I wear my blue jeans, you know, advertising blue jeans for the Gap. So that was kind of like a weird, like, subnote to that kind yeah. of character, yeah. which was funny to me because I was like, oh, I love that character. And that's hilarious. So. I would say check out that skit. If you can find it on YouTube, it's kind of hard to find on YouTube. It's really old um, from the Will Ferrell era of Saturday Night Live. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. I need to, I need to, need to uh, YouTube that and the Gap commercial. It almost, it almost feels like it would have been the, the way that the way it it's written. It was probably when they were, uh, had the same, you know, their old, old Navy, same company, when they yeah. had those really bizarre yeah. Old Navy commercials for a while. It's but it feels like it would have been like on like a Mr. That. Show or like a skit that appeared on Mr. Show or like a Dave Chappelle show or something. Yeah. You know? That kind of like weird, dark sketch. Nice. (laughs) 
Cool. Well, um, my list is just shows. I didn't specify specify moments or anything. Cool. Uh, so my number three is in Living Color. <laughs> uh, oh my God. The uh, you know ran for <laughs> it just, only ran for five seasons, wow. nineteen ninety to ninety four. That's what's crazy about Living Color. Yeah, it feels like it ran forever. Yeah, or for a long time. Yeah, yeah I remember it was it was it was, was must see TV in middle school, mm-hmm. man. Oh, I yeah. remember the Monday. I, I believe it was on Sunday nights. Yeah, it was on Sunday mm-hmm. nights like after The Simpsons, and it only was on for like a half hour too. Yeah, it was just a half hour, and yeah. like Monday morning at middle school, it was. Must right. talk about it yeah. was water cooler conversation, you like, and you talk about every see? sketch that was on, yeah. too. Like, you know, every sketch was memorable, you know, Homie the Clown, uh, Fire Marshal Bill, uh, Fire Marshal Bill, <laughs> the Homeboy Shopping Network, Homeboy Shopping Network, um, Men on Film, Men on Film, <laughs> and talk about controversial stuff that you could not get away with now, like uh, uh, Handyman. Oh, <laughs> no way, not at all, <laughs> or Men on Film, Men or on Film. All of it, really. Yeah, yeah, most of it, yeah. Most of it, yeah. God. But, I mean, it was, like, in they. I remember they did, like, Vanilla Ice parody mm-hmm. and, like, yeah. uh, Jim Carrey. Like, that's kind of where he got his start. And J-Lo. Jennifer Lopez J-Lo was a dancer. J-Lo was a dancer. Rosie Perez was Rosie a dancer. Perez, yeah. A fly girl. Fly girl. Fly yep. girl. Yeah, and, I mean, like, Jamie Foxx, Tommy Davidson, all mm-hmm. the weigh-ins, pretty much. David Allen Greer, all yep. them. They all got started on, the, on In Living Color and... God, four seasons though. I mean, five seasons. Five only. seasons. Yeah. But apparently, the last season, all the Wayans had somehow well, departed. They, they so left. it was. It was. Uh, it was I think Jim Carrey was probably gone by that time they, too. No, right? they said he was one of the few that lasted oh, really? the whole he thing. The believe whole it thing? or not, wow. yeah. Wow. But I mean, I think right after that, it's like '94. So right. like you right. know, then Ace Ventura hit after that, and then yep, yep. Then, then he was a movie he star. Was, <laughs> he took off, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he was. Uh, I mean, it was just cutting edge, mm-hmm. really. You know. It feels like it, you know, like, and I'm sure actually, I'm, in, I'm looking back and watching like reruns. They they reran it on FX for a while, you know. Yeah. And some of like the racial and sexual jokes and stuff definitely went <laughs> over my head at the time, you oh, know. Of course. You know, but we, you know, in middle school, it was a must see TV, man. It was, it was, it was like edgier than SNL, you know. Oh, heck was, yeah, yeah. That's what was. That's what it was. It, it felt that. That's why you watched it because it was like, oh, this was, you know, SNL was your was your parents' show, yeah. but in Living Color was, oh, this is the hard edge, yeah. you know. Like, and it was only half hour and it was in prime time mm-hmm. too. Yep. So. Sunday nights. Yeah. Very so nice. yeah, in living color number three. That was unfortunately list. that was on my honorable mention, but well, you know, fair it enough. It should have been. It fair been enough, higher. man. All right, my number three is between two ferns with Zach Galifianakis on the Funnier Die website. Okay. Um, this is basically a sketch of Zach Galifianakis himself playing himself doing celebrity interviews, sitting between two potted ferns. Um, the show resembles like a low budget public access show. And yeah, it's like pretty much a parody of the, ah oh man, the dude Charlie Rose or yeah, something yeah, on PBS. Yeah, kind of a Charlie yeah. Rose. And yeah. all of Galifianakis's like he just remains awkward and antagonistic towards all of the all of the guests on the show, asking them questions that are you know mean spite mean spited and stuff like that. You know, you know just, and it's pretty good. It's, it's good stuff. Nice. I need to watch it. Never seen it. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Okay, I recommend uh, the John Hamm. Episode, oh, or right. an episode, I guess, just quick. John Hamm, show. surprisingly hilarious. Actually. Yeah, yeah, he definitely came out of Mad Men, like you know, did like a one eighty and got into comedy, and we're like, whoa. Yeah. And the I recommend that one to start with, and the uh, Natalie Portman episode, where you know, like I'll I'll give you another example, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Bring it when up. He, he's talking to Natalie Portman, and he asks her, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna start off with questions. What's your number? 
And she's like, that's, that's private. And he's like, okay, you were in, um, you shaved your head for V for Vendetta. Did you also shave your V for vagina? <laughs> you know, oh it's, my it's, God. <laughs> and, and the, the guests are of course like in on it, but it's also like their, their responses are improv, you know? So, you know, they, yeah. makes them seem like they're uncomfortable, which yeah. makes the whole thing funnier. But yeah. Meanwhile, Good he stuff. holds a poker face while, yeah. Uh, oh, totally. Totally. Or asks these questions. Oh yeah. And yeah. Great. All right. Well, my number two, uh, another Comedy Central, 2003 to 2006, none other than Chappelle show. I I mean, nice. for the early 2000s, this show, right, really defined, I don't know, the stoner generation, um, <laughs> the pre yeah, the yeah. pre HD TV generation. I mean, right. I mean, I remember like every single person I knew had these had season one and two on DVD. DVD yeah, kind of defined that generation too when you it still like, bought yeah. TV on DVD, yeah, which it is was kind of becoming kind more of one and more of the rare. first things. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was like you could get the whole season, the whole season, yeah, on DVD. And I mean, all these sketches, man. People in pop culture and just everyday life reference these things to this still, day. Still, yeah, you know, like day. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I really feel like his. Impression of Little John is who everyone thinks Little John is, you know, like you know, <laughs> or uh, that's become and Rick James as well, Rick James, Rick yeah. James as well, yeah. you know, and you know, just the whole every you know, you hear people you know reference the Charlie Murphy stuff, you know, <laughs> f your couch, yeah, uh, yeah. Tito, Rep- I need a tissue, <laughs> yeah, I'm rich bitch, yeah, it's a celebration, yeah. bitches, yeah, like yeah, all, that. all this. Like, it's just, like, become a permanent fixture in it just has. popular culture. It and has. that was 10 years ago. Over 10 years. Well, yeah, 10 years. It ended, yeah. you know, 2006 was when With that weird he walked third away. season, yeah, yeah. That weird, like, half third season. Yeah, where he they called he, the lost episodes. He filmed some of it, but then he left. Yeah. And so they kind of had to call And that it was insane, man. He walked away. at He was on top yeah, of at the his game. Mm-hmm. And he was on top of that. That was, like... Probably the most popular show on cable at that the time. Television, almost, you know? I would yeah. say. That yeah. and Sopranos, probably. Or probably, something yeah. Back then. And um, it's just so crazy, man. And that, man, that was 10 years ago, you know? Right. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it kind of took the whole in living color thing and took it up a notch, you know? Mm-hmm. It was on cable. Right. You know? Right, right. <laughs> they could go crazier with the racial right. stuff, they mm-hmm. could go crazier with everything, really, you right. know? The, woot- the racial draft. For yeah, instance. the racial draft, <laughs> yes. Still one of my favorite sketches on yeah. Spell Show. I mean, when keeping it real goes wrong. Keeping it real, yep. Oh, we could just, yeah, we could, I mean, so many good sketches. So many. Just name crackhead, and name and name. And, what was it, you Crackhead know. Larry or whatever? When you had oh, the, when yeah, you had yeah, the, like, yeah. <laughs> ashy lips and ashy. scratching. <laughs> yeah, there were so many Charlie good. Murphy and, you know, a bunch of other, like, comedians that, that you know. Not really. They didn't really come out of that show, but they're still known. Like, they can go around and they can tour uh, they could do stand up based on the fact that when you look in the look or see you see that oh Charlie Murphy from the Chappelle Show yeah. even though it's been ten years yeah right? yeah so exactly yeah. so yeah Chappelle Show man it's well, it's, it's definitely it's yeah it's 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 a worthy top five <laughs> yeah. sketch comedy show awesome all right my number two I'm up to two yeah, yeah. so my number two is uh, the comedian Keenan Thompson on Saturday Night Live. Because okay. I was thinking about a lot of his sketches, and instead of like choosing just one of his sketches or two of his sketches to do like a tie, I'm like, it's just the guy himself. 
Um, he's a long-lasting member on Saturday Night Live. He started in 2003. He came from Nickelodeon. Yeah, he sketch, was in, doing sketch doing comedy. Doing sketch comedy on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Uh, like the Good Burger thing, which became a, was, I think was yeah. a movie. All That was the show. All That was, like, was Yeah, it was called All That. Yeah. Um, and he made it to Saturday Night Live, but I guess his, his partner didn't for whatever yeah. reason. He what didn't make it. that, dude? Um, but he's just been a mainstay. And I swear, like, every time – I think he's he's the best thing about Saturday Night Live still to me. I think when he comes up with characters, sometimes they hit and sometimes they don't. But I think he gets A for the effort. And when they do hit, they're hilarious. And maybe sometimes when they that? don't, they're, they're still <laughs> funny, you know. Uh, you know, some some notable ones are the uh, Steve Harvey sketch where he did Steve Harvey on who wants to be – hosting who wants to be a millionaire. But Steve Harvey couldn't read. So <laughs> – you know, yeah. the great gas, we became the great gassy, you know, and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, just, you know, things like that that he's, like, not afraid of, you know, not afraid to insult people or, you know, make fun of them and stuff, you know. Yeah. Or the what's up with that and sketch, kinda, which, yeah. which they kind of ran into the ground, yeah. but yeah. still was pretty Absolutely. funny when it first started. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, he's just one of those mainstays on there now, you know. Mm-hmm. He's probably the longest tenured cast member, I think. Probably right now, yeah. Right now. Yeah. And it's just like... He's cons- yeah, he's consistent. He's consistently good. You right. can never say, exactly. Oh, he effed up that scene or anything like right. that, man. Right. He's definitely. That's, All a, right. that's one of the reasons I tune in for Saturday Live is like, okay, what's he going to do? If I'm watching an SNL show, I'm like, okay, if he's in the sketch, I'll pay attention. Yeah. All right. So that's what I think. Cool. Cool. All right. All the way to number one. Okay. My number one comes to us from Canada. <laughs> and uh, probably my first introduction to sketch comedy Okay. And it's none other than you can't do that on television. Nice. nice. Uh, ran for also 10 on, on. seasons, 1982 to 1990 on Nickelodeon. <sighs> One of That's those crazy. first shows that uh, once when we when we first That's got amazing. cable, cable was probably like 30 channels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a kid, you watched Disney Channel or Nickelodeon, basically, you right. know, and I was definitely a Nickelodeon kid. Mm-hmm. Daredevil, or d- Double Daredevil, dare. Double Dare, yeah. <laughs> now you're Daredevil. Yeah. Double Dare back then. <laughs> Double Dare um, was one of my favorites, but You Can't Do It on Television was just, it was the best, man. Yeah. It was um, it was pretty raunchy you- for a kid's show, pretty controversial, you know. Each, <laughs> each episode had like a theme or whatever. Yeah, it would go throughout, and so all the sketches were loosely based around some whatever the episode's theme was. And apparently, there were a couple right. really controversial ones that never aired once and never aired again. There's an adoption episode that <laughs> aired once and never oh. aired again because they featured a sketch <laughs> where the you know, parents wanted to give the kid back after he did all the nice. chores around the house. Nice. <laughs> I mean, they do. They went politically incorrect, like as a kid and, and for, and they, for a kid's yeah, show. Yeah, for a kid's show. And they had these sketches that were just like mainstays, you know, they always had the the firing squad sketch, you know? Right. Which today <laughs> well, you that, could never you get, could away, never with get that. away with that on Nickelodeon. Um, the kids jailed chained to the wall was like yeah. in the dungeon. Well, that's was right. like, it's like a, a dungeon, sk- yeah, yeah. Um the Barf's burgers or Barth's burgers or whatever right, right. sketch, they always did that. And it, and that had the same corny punchline, you know, what do you think's in the burgers mm-hmm. and the kids puking? But I mean when you're, I don't know how old I was, probably seven years old, eight years old, like puke jokes are awesome mm-hmm. and hilarious, you know. And then, well, and of course the the whole green slime green thing, slime you know, thing, yeah. the if you said I don't know yeah. or got tricked into it, you got green slime poured on you. You said water, you got the water poured on you, <laughs> and it was kind of like you were waiting for that slime too, you know, or like yeah. you're waiting for the moment yeah. when somebody got tricked into saying right. I don't know, and it was it like I feel like South Park went 
Killing Kenny off in each episode is their version right. of like their it tribute kinda, to the to the slime on you can't do that on oh, television. Yeah, I feel yeah. like there's there's like there's a gradual like you know evolution of you know you went from cartoons to you can't do that on television. Like you, your your mind was you know like oh okay like I understand this and I get this and they're speaking to me and the humor is speaking to me also it just happens to be live action and you know like, yeah still that kind of cartoon humor. But, yeah, you know, with real people. Yeah, and it, I mean, it had like they had a woman and a and a man that played like every single adult, adult character. character yeah. yeah, so he was Barf. He was the dad. He was the, the mailman. I think he was the executioner yeah, guy. He yeah. was, you know, and then the mom was like pretty much the crazy mom in every in every episode yeah. or whatever. But I mean, when they did like the home life scenes, like the dad was total white trash, like drinking <laughs> and smoking, had right. a big old dirty, beer belly. Yeah, dirty like dirty, I mean it looked dirty, white it made a uh, married with children's house looked clean, you know, made Al Bundy's yeah. house look clean, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, now that I think about it. Man. And I mean it it's just so funny to have such a raunchy like kids show, you right. know. I wonder if it was like something to do with like the Canadian humor, like oh this we're used to this, so we're going to throw this out there and yeah. see if, you know. Well, the American I was, audience I was is Reading about it, you know, and I mean, they made it in Canada and it originally aired on like a small kind of almost like a public access Canadian thing. But they, their intentions, their whole intentions were to sell this show to America, you know, (laughs) like so. And once Nickelodeon like picked it up, it was like Nickelodeon's the number one show for Mm -hmm. like years, you know. Right. And so, of course, uh, Lannis Morissette. Yeah, she came she from was, there. She came, she came out show. of there. She was uh, one season, I oh, guess. Really? Half That's a season. She was only in six episodes, I believe. Nice. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things, in, and it's not readily available, man. It's not like they never they never did, like, a box set or oh, DVDs yeah. of them, you know. it's You can find it on YouTube, you know, but the quality's not the best. It's definitely somebody like, recorded it off of VHS yeah, and, yeah, like, transferred yeah. it to. But I, w- I went, went down that rabbit hole and watched some old sketches <laughs> from it, and it's great, well, It holds up? <laughs> it does hold, it does up. hold it up. It really holds up, nice, actually, nice. as far as. Like those old, like old episodes of. Uh, Kiwi's Playhouse or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, Probably. it holds up, man. A totally that time, but yeah, totally. Netflix, get on it, man. Get it. Get yeah, they need to. They need get to on do that, a lot man. of Nickelodeon stuff. Like I love to watch. I'd love to watch old episodes of Double Dare or something. Yeah, you know? all these or old old cartoons or something. You know. Yeah, Nickelodeon was stuff. that's where I was at, man. When, when we yeah. were children, we were lucky. We, got, yeah, we, we were lucky. We were lucky. had that. Just now the right like, time too. Just yeah. it was coming up, and we came up with us, and yeah, it was perfect. Cool. Well, my number one is uh, the Swedish Chef from the original Muppet Show. There you go. <laughs> I mean, like I, I thought, like that. sketch comedy. That's kind of sketch comedy. It was a sketch. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, it's it's a. I would. Put the I mean, Muppet it made me, it made me laugh when comedy. I was five years old, and it still makes it the same sketch I could watch right now, and I laugh my head off. You know, it's outlandish, it's ridiculous, it's incomprehensible, but it's hilarious. Nice. So, I mean, and I'm talking about the old. You know, when he was like when the, the, the lobsters came in like banditos and rescued the other lobster and they were shooting all over the place or he's shooting a, a muffin to turn it into a donut, you know, kind of you know, just rambunctious sort of comedy, you know, yeah. like let's just do this stuff and see what happens. And yeah, you know, we do I guess you could tell that the that the puppeteers or whoever they did that because it made them laugh, you know. They're yeah. just doing something ridiculous. You there were so many sketches, Muppet sketches uh, oh, yeah. like that too. Yeah, that yeah, were yeah. just like how do you Describe the you can't describe the Swedish Chef and get it without watching it. You know, right, right. It's like the phenomena. Mono, <laughs> yeah, know? like yeah, yeah. Who, if somebody pitched that, you'd be like, "That's the stupidest idea mm-hmm. in the world." But when you see it, right, it's but hilarious. I, I feel like I could watch that with your son. Oh, he loves is, it, dude. Who is you know he's he's just 
He's almost two, man. He's almost two. And he loves Menomenon, dude. And he loves that. But like we, we would watch The Swedish Chef together, and we would both laugh at the same time. Oh, yeah. Like, you know? Absolutely. Oh, man. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, we've gone down the Muppet rabbit hole on YouTube a few times <laughs> lately, and nice. he loves it, man. Nice. So. Yeah, so that's my number one. All right, great. Cool. cool. So you want? I'll start with some quick honorable mentions. Key, oh, and, yes. Key and Peele was, okay. my, was on there. Um, Chappelle Show, of course. And then I had on uh, SNL, another SNL, old SNL, uh, the Richard Pryor, Chevy Chase um, word association oh, skit. nice, Fantastic nice. sketch with a great, great finale. <laughs> just watch honky, it. Honky, dead uh, honky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just uh, go on. It's on YouTube. Uh, just check it yeah. out. Um, great, great sketch. Another one of those cutting edge. Classic. Show. Craziness. Uh, my honorable mentions. I put SNL just in general. You know. There's oh, so Monty many. Python, Life of Brian. I, you know, it's it's all over the place. But Life of Brian is always always my favorite out of the show and the movies. So. Cool. Yeah, I didn't include any British humor in mine. Just not a fan. <laughs> I like British music, British humor. Not. I'm just doesn't do it for me. But um. <laughs> so I put SNL just in general. Man, there's mm-hmm. just so many. There's just so many. You can't yeah. not have it on yeah. your list or mentioned. Um. The state. It was a sketch comedy oh, show on MTV. On MTV. It ran like had early like 90s, early, early 90s, to mid-90s. Yeah, it had a lot of the people um, from that went on to do like Reno 911. Yep. And, and um, a lot of them are in like Wet Hot American Summer right. as well. Right, th- th- those guys did that they too. Had yeah. those, they had some memorable core, sketches from the state like, I'm Doug and I'm out of here. Remember that? Right, like the rocker guy? Yeah, or the stoner like guy. Stoner guy, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I actually revisited that a few years back. It's pretty fun still. Nice. Yeah, the state, I remember um, that. Kentucky Fried Movie? John Landis, I kind of, I kind of considered John it. John Landis movies are, you know, kind of considered great. it. It was just more like it was kind of sketch. It was just very sketches, you know, yeah. kind of pieced mm-hmm. together. People behind, I guess, the writers behind Airplane and all that. Oh, the, the uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I remember watching it as a kid, and it was too totally crazy, hilarious, raunchy as well. You know, mm-hmm. lots of boobs, and you're kind of blows your mind when you're <laughs> eight years old you're watching eight that eight on HBO. Old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, another new one, Portlandia. Oh, I thought that was going to be on your top five. Yeah, I was surprised. We, it was very close. I had to. I it was my number five between Key and Peele. I had to go back and forth on that, and then I, I settled on Key and Peele because I feel like I laughed more watching it, you know. And I watched the right. last season of Portlandia season five, and it, it was okay. Just okay. It was just okay, you know. Gotcha. So nice. I kind of feel like it might be losing a little steam, but it's still hilarious. It still, I enjoyed the early ones. Doing it? Is I think it still there's another on? season filming right now. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so uh, that brings us to our low five, which we are calling Unlucky SNL. Unlucky SNL for 13, for uh, 13th episode. Unlucky SNL. I'll start it off here, my number five. Um, so for the 40th anniversary of SNL, mm-hmm. Rolling Stone magazine ranked every <laughs> single cast member okay. from 1 to 141. Nice. And so they said the number 141, <laughs> the worst cast member of SNL was Robert Downey Jr. Downey Jr. Nice. So that's my unlucky <laughs> moment for that. And I'm just going to include the whole season 11 cast. That whole thing. Season 11 cast? Yes. The 1985 okay. to 86 cast, okay. which was, listen to this cast, man. Joan Cusack, mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr., Anthony Michael Hall, Randy Quaid, Damon Wayans, <laughs> Dennis Miller, Al Franken, 
John Lovitz, Nora Dunn, and Terry Terry Sweeney. But like, how was it? And it was like one of the worst right. seasons. Like, right, one of the worst seasons. Yep. The yep. writing was terrible, and they just really didn't know what to do with all and this I, talent. I think they were only on for that one. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, was only on for yeah. one season, right? Yeah. After that? this season, everyone got axed except for. For John Lovitz, John Lovitz and Dennis Dunn, Miller, and Nora Dunn. Dunn. And that was kind of the beginning And they of kept the... Al Franken on as a writer, but right. he got the boot as far wow. as acting at that point, wow. too. So, like, with all that talent and they weren't able to, like, make make it funny. Right. So they that's, they that's pretty unlucky, it. you know? Yeah. And I think it's just like, I mean, they had they just didn't know what to do with those actors. They didn't know what to do with Robert Downey Jr. or Joan, you know, Joan Cusack. It's like yeah. you have these guys who are actually great actors, but, you know, we don't know how to use them as yeah. far as sketch. So, Maybe I mean, they weren't really sketch comedians. Either. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just how well, it might that, have been. So that's my number five unlucky. That's, yeah, Robert Downey that, that Jr. A, and the whole season 11 And Anthony cast. Michael Hall, too. Yeah. I was like, man. Kind of a Strange, weird, huh? kind of a weird change to go from movies to Silent Life, which usually now it's the other way around. Yeah, from Silent Life to movies, but yeah. for him, yeah, kind of a weird change. It didn't work out, obviously. So. <laughs> My number five is the sad and eventual burnout story of Charles Rocket uh, on SNL during the 1980 to 81 season. Um, he's probably more well known as the villain in Dumb and Dumber, um, or he was also in Dances with Wolves. Okay, um, he was handpicked to be the next Chevy Chase. Uh, during that 80-81 season. Um, he hosted Weekend Update and was featured in more sketches than any other performer. And this was also the same season as Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo, mm-hmm. which you know they eventually, well, Eddie Murphy, of course, but Joe Piscopo was also considered you know one of the big stars of SNL around that time. Yeah, yeah. It was um, those two really <clears throat> running the show. Until he was fired for saying the word fuck <laughs> during a live sketch about who shot JR on the show Dallas. So it was a parody of the show Dallas. Yeah. Uh, he he was he was playing JR and he said in character, he improvised the line. He actually he thought this up. He thought this was a good idea. He said, Oh man, it's the first time I've ever been shot in my life. I'd like to know who the fuck did it. And he emphasized the word fuck. <laughs> which was like, dude, you're on live television. You yeah. know what you're doing. You're yeah. a performer on Probably the show. Probably before they'd had like a real good tape delay and everything right. too. Or, and you, you you might expect a, a guest host to do that, you know, because yeah. they don't know any better. Yeah. Um, this is next level. It's not just Jim Morrison saying. He was, he was fired the next day, <laughs> immediately the next day. And then kind of after that, he just sort of drifted. I mean, he was, a, he was obviously he was in Dumber and Dumber and he got, a, he was a character actor. He became a character actor. Um, he was in Dances with Wolves and a couple of other movies and a couple of other TV shows, but he just he never got to that same height that he was when he was on Saturday Night Live, when he first started on Saturday Night Live. And the sad thing was he suffered from depression and alcoholism, and eventually he sliced his own throat, committed suicide, and died at the age of 56. So wow. kind of just a weird, sad yeah. story Yeah, for this guy. I would say unlucky SNL unlucky for sure. Hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> So my my number four is okay. In I guess in 1981, they had a Halloween show, and turns out John Belushi was a big punk rock fan, and he invited the band yes, Fear. Yes. They wanted the band Fear to play. All right, this is my number three, so we'll just go ahead and talk about it. All right, so yeah, so like <laughs> they, Lauren Michaels wanted to make it seem like an authentic performance, and they invited like real, they authentic. They, Friends of the band, real punk Just, rock people. And one, one of those people happened to be um, Ian McKay from Fugazi. Oh, nice. Yeah, was, and John Belushi himself, were, they were slam dancing. Yeah, so they, the, you yeah. know, this big mosh pit there's breaks big mosh pit. out. Yeah. And, like, I, apparently they started destroying... S- Parts right. of the set, behind yeah. the scenes, not shit. just not just their instruments, but cameras. <laughs> yeah, parts of the uh, parts of the scenery. Yeah, and the apparently they finally, you know, the NBC security couldn't control it. They had to call <laughs> the police, and the police came in and broke it, <laughs> yeah. broke the whole thing up, yeah. and which I guess resulted in a lifetime ban. Lifetime for, ban yeah. for the band for Fear. The band. 
They so, caused like they, they were going to be caught almost a half a million dollars in damage. Oh wow, that's yeah. a lot. For, yeah, for back, back then. then. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. yeah so uh, you could watch it on YouTube too. Mm-hmm. It you exists. The whole thing. And I think it was during it was during the second performance, and they went over, so they didn't stop playing. So they yeah, they played a song and then they just kept going. And they just yeah. kept going. So like the people were like, uh, "Do we cut to commercial? Do we keep going?" They totally screwed that up for the you know for the, all the production people. Yeah. And yeah, it was just a fiasco. But yeah, it's a crazy unla- and yeah, and it was recommended. And John Belushi was the one who got them on the show yeah. in the first place. Yeah, it's a crazy, crazy story. Yeah. So that was my number four. So what's your number four? So my number that's four, number three as well, is the Eddie Murphy never returned to SNL until the 40th anniversary show. Yeah, I um, agree. That was since he was like he was Saturday Night Live when he was on the show. He saved the show. He really. saved the yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. He did save the show um, from low ratings and everything until he came on and started like doing all of his memorable characters. Saved the show, but Too hot after not. he left, you know, he became a big movie star. He didn't need Saturday Night Live, and then in you know. David Spade used to have a sketch called Hollywood Minute that appeared on Weekend Update and where he would just like say some non sequiturs and some some comments about movie stars. And so I guess the story goes is that Eddie Murphy was watching and David Spade showed a picture of Eddie Murphy and he said, hey, kid, hey, look, look, children, a falling star, make a wish. And he got booed. You can watch this on YouTube. He got booed and he was like, yeah, that's what happens when you're a Hollywood Minute. You got to break some eggs to make an omelet or whatever. Eddie Murphy didn't take too kind to that, and so wow. he was like, you know what? Screw that. I'm not going back ever. That's that's mean and insulting. So never went back. But then eventually, I guess you know, yeah, cooler heads prevailed, and he he was invited back. For the yeah, but that 40. I watched that thing, and it was so like it was. He just kind of went in, and was like, hey, yeah, thanks for seemed, having me. He didn't even really, yeah, he kind of nervous, didn't crack any jokes, no. or anything about it. Like, yeah, didn't and even. I guess the rumor was he was supposed to do a Bill Cosby impression, and no, he was that like, been amazing. No. <laughs> that would have been no amazing. Way. Or, that James Brown, give us something. Man. Yeah. All right. So my number three was Fear. So you want yeah, to go and my do number, number three is number another three? musical debacle: the Ashley Simpson lip syncing debacle. That's a good one. That's a weird story. Yeah. It's so, on my honorable mention. So yeah, I, I um actually Googled it and watched it again. So I mean, it's weird. Two thousand and four, man. Ashley Simpson, the younger sister of Jessica Simpson, mm-hmm. who yeah. was a mediocre pop star, right, became yeah. a reality TV show, and so mm-hmm. she got a reality show based on. Pretty much just because she's her sister, and it was right. on MTV as well, and yeah. it was terrible. It's like you know she Neither was an aspiring pop star as well, and yeah. made pretty mediocre music. Yeah, everything about it was mediocre. I mean, she's not she's not a pop star she, anymore. Yeah, so she, that just goes to show she you she wasn't like, she talented. Make, she doesn't make music anymore. She wasn't talented back then, and it was one of those like definitely felt like it was a marketed thing being force fed to you. And so, <laughs> like I guess her second album or something. So she she she. Wanted to be kind of edgy, you know, dyed her hair black and was kind yeah, of trying to make like this, po- this horseshit part. Kind of yeah, this horseshit poppy punk type yeah, music Avril or whatever. Kind of thing. Yeah, like poor, way poor, poor person's Avril Lavigne, and that's even <laughs> Avril Lavigne's the worst to begin with. So, but yeah, and like, <laughs> so she, they, it's I guess it was her second song, and she goes to perform, and they they, they hit the like. Whoever's queuing the thing up hit the wrong song. Hit and the wrong song. Hit the wrong yeah. song, and it starts. The words start playing to the first song she did, and she's standing there. <laughs> she does like a little. She's like yeah, a little jig. Yeah, she's standing there, mic in hand, looking around like, what yeah. the hell is happening? Yeah. And the, the the cat is out of the bag. She's been lip syncing. Right. So she whatever. does like a weird little yeah, dance. So she does this little like Irish jig or something, and runs off. And stage. runs off stage. And they cut straight to commercial. And it was like, yeah, the first time that like they ever had to like interrupt, you know. A performance like that, yeah, and cut straight to the commercial. And then at the very end, <laughs> it was the, like Jude Law was the yeah, host. Jude Law was the host yeah. at the very end. Uh, 
she comes out and she's like, I'm sorry, my band, we had a miscommunication. They started playing the wrong song. Right. She <laughs> but, blamed it on her band, she, which yeah. I thought was even more like, Yeah, she wow. dimed out her band on her shitty lip syncing. Yeah. But the fact they hit the, they hit the tape deck yeah, and pulled a Millie so, Vanilli. And yeah, just, totally. Geez. And I, so I don't think she ever really recovered. No, I that, think that was man. it for her. Yeah. That was really Her music it. career was basically yeah, dead after yeah. that. <laughs> and then I think, I remember like a few months later, she sang the national anthem somewhere. And to like, like prove Yeah, her, and her totally butchered it. And like butchered it. It was awful. And yeah, so. Pitiful. Those are my two music that debacles in yeah, my crazy unlucky weird, SNL. Crazy weird unlucky for SNL for inviting her. Yeah. But I guess kind of lucky that, hey, man, it was something people were – nobody was talking about SNL that much back exactly. then. So, I mean, exactly. no such thing as bad publicity shit show that that was. So. <laughs> All right. My number two is a, another uh, band debacle that happened on a Halloween show. Well, yeah, I think it was. I think it might have been the Halloween show. So right. Who knows what it is? What is it with SNL and Halloween know, shows man. and gotta... the band going crazy? So this is, um, <coughs> excuse me, Cypress Hill in '93. Oh wow! They got a lifetime ban because um, I can't remember which member it was, but he lit a joint on stage and they trashed their instruments after the sh- after their performance after their song. Yeah. And so he came on stage, and before they started in with, I think it was "I Want to Get High" or something. Uh-huh. Maybe it was insane. The membrane, but I think it was their second second song. And he said, they told me I couldn't do this, so here I go. And bam, he just lit up a joint and smoked it right there during the whole song. And he said that he did it because only because they told him that he couldn't do it. Otherwise, he's like, I didn't even think I was going to – I didn't even care about, you know, smoking on stage. But they told me I couldn't, so here I go. Which is so funny because SNL is kind of always – like kind of prided themselves as in we're kind of cutting edge, but at right, the same time, they're right. still but network television. Follow, There's a lot of vanilla like, regulations oh, yeah, that totally. they have to, they don't apply. like improv. You know, I think uh, Damon Wayans got in trouble when he yeah. was on SNL. Yeah. He got kicked he off. He got kicked off because he improvised a line or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. It was a sketch and he, I guess he went he was, off script. Yeah. Or he was upset about um, not being used enough. Right. Basically, so they right. gave him a, a role as a police officer or something, and so he played the cop as like flaming gay, gay or just yeah, for the hell yeah. of it. And it was to weird because it, obviously yeah. it didn't it didn't match the sketch, yeah, and so I was yeah. like, well, that's weird. So they booted. Him off. That was yep. the first appearance of men on film, actually. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> history, living color history. Yes, exactly. It was born right then and there. Right on. So yeah, that's that's my number. So then they got a lifetime ban too. Number two, Cypress Hill. Wow. <laughs> Which I don't think matters because I don't think well, if they would have been invited still, back anyway. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> So uh, my number two unlucky SNL is in the first season of SNL they used Jim Henson's Muppets were yep. part of this part of part the, the show part yeah. of the show and yep. they just Rolf. never yeah they they used some of the more bizarre Monsters, ones yeah. and and I guess I haven't seen very many clips but the biggest complaint was that it's like these weren't the lovable Muppets these were kind of just like <laughs> grumpy old yeah grumpy curmudgeon Muppet yeah, yeah yeah and um, apparently Jim Henson was not a fan of like the writing and what direction they were they oh, were wow. they were using the Muppets, so that's wow. why they left. And then he went and started the Muppet Show. Right. So right. I mean, but just I guess it's unlucky that they were given that opportunity, or that they to yeah. use the Muppets before the Muppet Show even existed, right. and this right. failed miserably. And they failed it. They could they couldn't do it, and they couldn't come to a com- kind of compromise of like letting Jim Henson do what he needed to do. Yeah. At, whereas you know Saturday Night Live's like, oh, you should you know we yeah. trust us. You know? Yeah. But they so, weren't they weren't the right people to write for the Muppets, but they didn't trust Jim Henson with doing it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um, Blown opportunity. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. My number one is the Bill Murray versus Chevy Chase story. So in 1977, Bill. So Chevy Chase was only on Saturday Night Live for one year. Season one. Season yes. one. That was it. And then he became. He left to become a big movie star. Yeah. 
Clark Griswold. So he be, he came back to host in the the next season, and Bill Murray had replaced him, you know, his spot as in the not, not ready for primetime players. Um, so I guess after a whole week of Chevy Chase like just being rude to the crew, snippy remarks, um, perceived snubs. Um, Murray and Chase came to blows minutes before the show started, the, the live recording, not the rehearsal, but the actual live recording. Um, and there's, there's a, the story goes that Chase compared Murray's acne marked face to the surface of the moon. Wow. And Murray came back saying um, that uh, Chevy Chase couldn't satisfy his, he was incapable of satisfying his wife in bed. So after they said that, the pair had to be pulled apart by fellow cast members because they were just swinging at each other and foaming at the mouth. Uh, Murray said that <laughs> he basically called Chevy Chase medium talent as Chevy Chase was being led away. And so wow. I guess that was they, – they actually put that in a plaque somewhere, I guess, in the halls of Saturday Night Live. If you walk down, you see a, a picture of Chevy Chase that says medium talent. Wow. Well, <laughs> he came back there. He came back for that 40th yeah. special. Yeah. And, God, he looked like hell, man. He was like – yeah. Sweaty and bloated and gosh. Chevy I mean, Chase is the, Bill, the years have Bill not Murray, been well. Yeah, B- Bill Murray kind of gets the last laugh on that one. He does. He does. Yeah, for being like, you know, like Chevy Chase was the star. Yeah. You know, which was weird because you feel like, oh, Jim Belushi and Dan Aykroyd and yeah. those guys. Like, But no, it's like Chevy Chase was anointed to be the star. And then he left because he felt that yeah. way too. But I like the fact that like Bill Murray tried to kick his ass and probably yeah. would have if he hadn't been pulled off of him. <laughs> That's... So that was, my, that was my weird, unlucky, best right. Saturday Live weird story. Okay, cool. Well, my, my number one unlucky, a little bit different. Um, it's basically SNL, I feel they're, they were unlucky by not utilizing Jimmy Fallon's musical satire and impression talent while he was on right. the show. That you know? is kind of weird. The fact that he took that and basically turned that's yeah, what The Tonight Show is. Yeah, because like on or SNL. Or, or before. Yeah, like on SNL, Jimmy Fallon was just kind of a mediocre guy on there you know he never had any like home run sketches you know he was more famous for like my favorite sketch that he's in of all time is the debbie downer with Lindsay lohan and that's just because he's like leasing it cracking up and can't hold it together that's that's basically what he became known for was was (laughs) breaking character in all of his sketches it's like oh there's jimmy fallon and he's gonna crack up at some point yeah so i mean but so when he got the tonight show and (laughs) he does all these amazing neil young uh impressions the yeah the exactly. Eddie Vedder, Amazing. Jeremy Lin, the Bruce Springsteen, the, Bruce Spring, the Reading Rainbow, uh, yeah. the Doors Reading Rainbow, like Jim Morrison, yeah. all these music impress. Like, why didn't they have him? Like, why didn't they have him doing this when he was on the show? Yeah. I guess like he obviously had the talent. Just nobody ever wrote a script for it, or wrote a or, or, or wrote a yeah. wrote a scene for it, or, or maybe gave he, him a maybe, chance. Maybe he tried and just couldn't. Yeah, couldn't do could, it. Yeah. So yeah. I just I feel like that was that's in my opinion one of their biggest failures that they had this opportunity to use him. Yeah. Under, they, they used his talent Underutilized. Wrong. They yeah. underutilized totally his talent when he was on there. And so. now it's, that's, that's what he is. That's, that's what he is, yeah. he's known for. Exactly. So. Cool. So that's my number one. Yeah. And, yeah, nice. So my, most of my honorable mention was Ashley Simpson lip-singing. Uh, and then the, uh, the story of, um, um, ah, I just, lost, just forgot his name, Curb Your Enthusiasm guy. Uh, Larry David. Larry David. Larry David was a writer on Saturday Night Live who wasn't getting his sketches on air. And so one day he just quit, but he didn't tell it. Well, he, he told a few people and left the show. And then he came back and he told everybody that he, he was still working for Saturday Life. And they're like, wait, I thought you quit. And that became a Seinfeld episode where George quit his job, but then came back and pretended like he never did. 
And so, <laughs> and the sketch that he couldn't get on the air was the Chinese restaurant. Was, wow. was the Chinese restaurant Seinfeld premise. Oh, wow. And they were like, well, no one's going to laugh at that. So that was my crazy, you know, thought that was a crazy yeah. coincidence. I was listening to another podcast the other day, and they were talking about just like, talking about SNL and how pretty much every you know, everyone always says, oh, it sucks nowadays. It wasn't like, it's not as good as it was back in the day. And I feel like everybody's favorite, like, SNL moment or whatever, you know, was like when they were in... When you were, whenever you were like fourteen years old, you yeah, know? that yeah, was like your, so. that was your favorite era right. of yeah. SNL because you, know? you were you were home, you could stay up mm-hmm. and you could watch it, yeah. and the jokes you you finally started to understand you finally understand the jokes, yeah, you know, because yeah. like yeah, I mean, I guess my favorite era is like Wayne's World Wayne's and World, yeah. Chris Rock and mm-hmm. all them all on the, that, like you Meyer know, stuff, yeah. yeah, maybe a little bit of Church Lady, yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. totally. So, you know, and then people a little bit younger than us are probably, you know, they swear by, they swear by the Will Ferrell era. Will Ferrell era, Will Ferrell you know? era. yep. And now it's Will maybe, Ferrell. maybe a little bit later, it's the um, uh, the guy who did the Saturday Night Live, uh, no. the Andy digital Sam- shorts. Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg, yeah, yeah, exactly. Millennials are like, Andy Samberg. Yeah, Andy Samberg. Yeah, once shit. he left, it went to <laughs> Yeah, once he left, yeah, it all went to crap after their, when yeah. they watched it. Yeah. And those people left, it yeah. went to crap. Yeah, exactly. So. Nice. All right, well, that's going to do it for episode 13. Uh, We'll be back next episode with uh, totally new topics since we didn't have a guest this time. If you have any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear, please email us at highfivedownlowpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher, and give us a little five-star review and a little rating on iTunes. That will greatly help us. We'll appreciate it. Nice. All right. We'll We'll see see you you next time. See ya. Bye-bye.